Hi, I'm Caleb, and I'm the student pastor here at Bethel. We're so glad you're joining us on this first Sunday of September. Today, I will be sharing from Jesus' teaching on the four soils in the Gospel of Matthew and challenging us to consider what are we doing with God's Word when we hear it. So take a moment now and prepare your heart for today's service. Years ago, before I moved here, um, I was given a task. Someone brought me some cucumber seeds, and I was given the task to plant these seeds and then to bring the cucumbers back to show that I actually did it, right? So, me being me, I go out in the yard. I didn't really know how to do this because I'm not a farmer. There's farmers in the room, and if please forgive me. But... <laughs> I didn't know what I was supposed to do with these seeds except just put them in the ground. So I went and I just dug a little hole, tossed them in the ground, and hoping cucumbers would come up. They did not. Um, but but there, there was a little bit of movement, so a little bit of growth that was exciting. Um, but if I, I don't have an actual picture, but this is kind of an illustration of what took place with my cucumbers that I planted. Um, they, they, they didn't get eight because they never existed, but as you can tell that they didn't make it, right? Something, not blaming myself, but something took place that unfortunately kept the cucumbers from growing. Well, then my thought was, well, hey, my uncle, he has like a garden He loves growing his own cucumbers, tomatoes. He's that guy. So I take him the the pack, what I had left, and I said, Hey, uh, can you help me grow these? Because I kind of have an assignment that I have to bring these back to show that I did it. Right? And versus questioning me, versus giving me the rundown, versus showing me or teaching me, he's like, I got you. Come back in like a couple weeks. I said, All right, cool deal. Um, So if you can imagine, I come back, and he's got these like, cucumbers he's got to make he's got all this other stuff that i didn't even give him stuff for and he's like hey i got you take this say hey i planted the cucumbers and this is what came of it like really mess with them and i was like okay cool well but what i didn't realize at the time was the process right there was a process that took place in order to take these small seeds and turn them into actual vegetables right and so this other picture is when i got to my uncle's house is what his garden look like. So this is an actual picture, but this is fairly close to it. So you can see that there is work involved. You can see that there was time that was put into making these seeds grow into an actual plant where the plant produced vegetables. And not only that, one thing that I saw really interesting was that my uncle had electric fencing around this little garden. Did you know electric fence shocks you? <laughs> I do now. I said, what in the world? I said, man, this is like just some seeds. He said, but you got deer. You got like the birds. You got the groundhog. You got all these other animals that will come in here and eat the plant if you don't protect it. So then I got thinking and going with this message this morning. And this message this morning is entitled, Tend to the Seed. And this word tend means to take care of. It means to be passionate about something or someone. You tend to that person. You tend to that thing. You care for them. You care about them. And therefore, you will protect them and watch over them. 
And in Matthew, if you have your Bibles this morning, if you would turn to Matthew chapter 13, and we're going to start in verse 1. And this is a parable where Jesus is, is teaching about the sower. And the sower he is referring to, the farmer that he is referring to, is essentially God, right? And God is the farmer, and God is going to be planting the seed, which is the word, which is his word, which is the gospel, the good news, the, the word that he has given us. And the soil that we're going to look at in this story, in this parable, is our heart. And what our heart looks like is our heart been tended to, to receive the plant, I'm sorry, to receive the seed that God is going to sow. And in Matthew chapter 13, verses one, starting off, this is, it says that same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him so that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. When he, then he told him these things in parables saying a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seeds, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. In verse 8, still another seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred sixty or 30 times what was sown. And Jesus ends this parable by saying this, whoever has ears, let them hear. Then, I don't know about y'all sometimes, but when you read scripture, you read sometimes and you're like, man, I don't get it. Doesn't make any sense. But what I really think is interesting about this parable is I believe Jesus realized and recognized how important this parable is. He didn't want people to get it twisted or to miss it. So a few verses later, guess what he does? He explains it for the people like you and the people like me. So if we'll go on to look at Matthew chapter 13 and we'll skip to 19. This is where he picks up and he explains this parable and then we're going to break it down together. But in verse 18, he says, listen to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown into their heart. This is the seed along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution come because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. In verse 23, but the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 and 30 times what was sown. So we see that there are four groups of, of seed in this parable. Jesus breaks them down. But the question I want to ask us all this morning as we get started is what group are you? All right, so as we're going through this, I want you to think about it. What group would you put yourself in? And he, and he starts off by saying that there is a group of people who hear God's word, but they do nothing with it. They don't understand the word. And I don't know about you, but if something is difficult and I don't understand it, 
guess what most likely I'm going to do? I'm going to give up. I'm just being honest. And I don't know who else in this room would agree to that or say that, but in life, when things get difficult, when we don't understand something, it's easier to just give up. Right? It's easier. And for some reason, as, as humans, we tend to do what's easiest. And unfortunately, when that comes to God and learning about his word, when we don't understand, when we don't get it, when we have questions versus asking, we give up. Say it's not worth it. But let me go ahead and tell you something this morning, something this morning, church, is when you have a question, the best way to get an answer is to do what? Ask. Best way to get an answer. So don't be afraid to ask. When you don't understand, when you have questions, when you, when you can't find the answer, don't be afraid to ask. But Jesus said, these are the people that hear the word but do nothing with it. They don't understand it. The second group is the group that hears the word, but they have no foundation. So they don't know what to do with it. They, they, they may be new Christians. They may be new believers. And then he also says that they receive it with joy. I don't know about y'all, but have y'all ever went to a conference? You ever went to a camp? You ever went to a, to a, even on a Sunday morning and you leave with pure excitement, pure joy. And you're so excited to do what God has told you to do. And you're, you got this joy in your heart and then you leave and you do nothing with it. There's a reason there's things from a message. There's reason there's things from a service. There's reason there's things from a retreat or a conference that God has laid on your heart. And it's not for you to just put them aside. It's for you to put them in play. You're supposed to tend to the soil. That way you can receive the seed. So that way, and then when you receive the seed, you tend to the seed. If the seed is not tended to, the excitement will fade away. I don't know about you, but like I was saying in that story, when I got that pack of seeds, I was so excited to do something with them, to plant them and to see something come from them. But then I realized it took work. I realized I had to put forth effort. And unfortunately, I don't really care about no cucumbers. (laughs) I don't. I don't. I don't. If you like them, good. But I don't. But... On a, on a spiritual level, we ought to care about the seed that is placed in our heart. We ought to guard it. We ought to stay passionate about it. And when that passion may start to fade away, that's why it's something called a community. That's why it's something called a church. Your family, your friends, those are the ones that are supposed to help you and encourage you when you need it the most. So surround yourself with those good people. And even if you have not a good foundation, because that's what it said. That's what Jesus said. It said that there was no foundation because there was not much soil. For some of us, our friends and family may be the ones that are actually coming against us and not helping us. Therefore, we, we begin to doubt what God has placed in our heart. We begin to question what God has placed in our heart because we're not getting that encouragement. But that's what's important about our garden, that we tend to our soil. And that way we make sure that the people that we have around us that are encouraging us, we know who to listen to and who not to listen to. 
It doesn't mean that you can't have these people around you. It doesn't mean you can't love your family. But when your family tries to discourage you about the faith that you are trying to get a grasp of, trying to get a hold of, trying to learn, you know when to, who to listen to and who not to. The third group, these are the ones who, who hear God's word, but because of overwhelming circumstances, God's word tends to fade away. When you're worried, when you have anxiety, when you have depression, when you're going through a mental battle, a a physical battle, when things come against you, when you feel like you've been dealt a bad hand in life, when you feel unworthy, that's when God's word begins to disappear. When you need God's word the most, when you need to take care of that seed the most, when you need to guard, when you need to put up that electric fence, when you need to get out there and stand, stand guard. When life comes against you, you tend to let your guard down. This also refers to people who get too comfortable. Hey man, look, I haven't seen a, a deer all month. We're good, right? But yeah, it wasn't deer season, but now it is. And just like that sometimes, when we feel like, hey, you know what? Satan's going to leave me alone. We're good. He knows, he knows he can't get me. He knows he has no power over me. I've told him once. I'll tell him again. He has nothing. That's when Satan is going to come at you the hardest. It's when you get comfortable. It's when you get content. But, we, but what, what's important and what I'm encouraging you with this morning is to never let your guard down. Because just like God is never going to leave your side... Satan's never going to stop trying to get you. Stuff's never going to stop coming against you. But when you put your guard, let your guard down, that's when he's going to come at you the hardest. And some of you know what that's like. This last group, this last group of seed that, that Jesus is talking about. He says, these are the people who hear God's word and they understand it. What, what does he mean by understand it? Does it mean they know all the answers? Does it mean they have everything Right. No, but what he means by when he says that they understand it, it means that he knows that they're not just hearing the word, but they're doing, they're putting it into practice. They're putting it into play. They, they understand and they, they're doers of the word. They're not just hearers. James says, don't just be hearers of the word, but be doers, put it into practice, put into play, make it an everyday lifestyle for you. And let me tell you this. If you're one of those people in this group, people need you. You are the one that people are going to come to with the questions. You are the person that people are going to call when things go bad. You are the person that people are going to need when life hits them. You are the one that people need. The people that God has placed good soil. You've received the seed. You've tended to the soil. You've tended to the seed. And you begin to see the life from that seed. People need you. These other groups are going to come to you. You are going to disciple people. You are going to see a crop. But do not be afraid of that. Do not be afraid of that. Because God will be with you. Unfortunately, sometimes we want to harvest without tending the seed. We want to see all these great things happen, not only in our lives, but others' lives. But yet we're not willing to do 
the work. We're not willing to tend the garden. We're not willing to tend the ground and tend the seed and take care of it and watch it grow. We just want the harvest. We want to see God's goodness, but we're not willing to put forth the effort. It's not a one-sided relationship. God wants a relationship with each and every one of us. But if we're not willing to have that with him, but God, I want your blessing. God, I want your protection. God, I want you to be with, not that he can't do those things, but we want the harvest without tending to the seed. But guess what? It starts by tending. You have a field. What are you going to do with it? You have a bunch of seed. What are you going to do with it? But God is calling everyone in this room to step up and to tend their garden so that they can help others tend theirs. Because if I don't know how to tend my garden, I can't help you tend yours. So we have to tend the soil, which is our heart, so that we can receive God's word, which is the seed. I'm going to close right here. I know this may seem like I'm going quick, but hey. Um, but like I said, I'm going to close right here. I'm going to paint you this picture in a garden. And like I said, I'm not a farmer. So the farmers in the room, I do apologize if I say something wrong. You can talk to me about it later. Um, but when you have a seed, you have to tend the soil. That's where it starts. You tend the soil. You make sure that there is good soil. Because you're not going to want to waste your time putting seed in bad soil. You're not just going to walk around throwing seed among the ground. If you know the process, you have to tend the soil. Then after you tend the soil, you'll plant the seed. Then once the seed is planted, you have to tend to the seed. So there, there's this thing, there's this continuous tending, right? Taking care of, protecting, watching over. It starts with the ground, then it goes to the seed. Then the root will start to form and take place, and then it will grow into a plant. If you've tended it properly, then the plant will produce a crop. What you do with that crop and what you do with that seed and what you do with that plant is kind of up to you. You can either keep it to yourself or we can be like a community garden and we can share the crop with everyone. One thing I really that stood out to me in this in this story, in this parable. I don't know if y'all caught it, but it says when the farmer went out to to plant the seed. It doesn't say that he took four different seeds. Y'all catch that? He didn't take four different seeds, but yet we're talking about four different groups. Because it wasn't, the seed is the same. God's word is the same. God is the same. For each and every one of you, God is not different. He's the same yesterday as he is today and he'll be forevermore. His word does not change. God is the same. The seed is the same. But it's about the ground. It's the foundation. It's about the soil, which is our hearts. We do have different hearts. But what's important to know is that you don't have to stay rocky. You don't have to stay worried. You don't have to stay with anxiety or depression. You don't have to be choked out by the world because there is no root. Guess what? Hey, I'll help you tend your garden. But it starts with you. Do you want a change? Do you want different? Do you want something better? Or are you content with your rocky soil? Are you content with the soil that has thorns? 
Because if you are, hey, I'm sorry. But if you want something better, I got you. Because I know someone. I know the farmer. I know the farmer. I don't know if you know the farmer, but I know the farmer. And the farmer is willing to come and help you tend your soil so that you can receive the seed. He will help you in the harvest. He will help you when the crop comes. But y'all, I'm not a farmer, but I know the farmer. So if y'all would stand with me real quick, I'm going to read this last passage and we're going to close right here. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 6 through 9, this is Paul speaking. He's kind of referring to the same kind of situation that Jesus was in the same story right now. The same analogy as a farmer planting a seed. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 right here it says, Paul saying, I planted the seed. Apollos watered it, but God's been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each receive their reward according to their own labor. For we are God's co-workers. We are His helpers. We are God's helpers in God's service. And you are God's field in God's building. Y'all, I can, I can help you plant the seed. I can help you water the seed. But only God is going to make it grow. So let's pray together. Father, we thank you right now in this moment. Father, we thank you for this time that we get to share, Lord. Lord, as we go into worship, Father, if, if some of us in this room this morning are, are in these groups of seeds, Father, that just need you, they need to encounter the farmer. Lord, that they want to be different. They want to believe change. They want to have a relationship with you, Father. I pray they encounter you right here, right now, God. Lord, that they seek your face, God, and they need to worship. They need to come up here and pray, Lord, whatever they need to do, whatever you lay on their heart, Father, help them to be obedient to you and your word, God. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for this time, Lord. We love you in your wonderful name. Amen. If you need prayer in any way today, we would love for you to reach out to us. You can go to our website, bwccamden.com, go to our contact page. You'll find the link there to uh, request prayer or send us anything that you uh, would like to communicate with us today. Or you can also simply text the word prayer to 803-676-7566. And we will be back in touch with you to find out how we can be in prayer for you. God bless you. We hope that you have a great week.